Welcome to the Ask Philip podcast. Today, Philip talks about the Bitcoin Lightning Network made simple. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now... Here's Philip. Today is June 17th, 2021. And today we are going to talk about the Lightning Network. Uh, side note, if I forget, for those of you who have not subscribed to the podcast yet on whatever platform, and we're on all major platforms, subscribe so you can get all the updates on a new episode. Follow me on Twitter. Also, if you want to go deeper into uh, the, the the lightning network and all the layers on the Bitcoin uh, system uh, and how it's being built, read, uh, read layered money. It actually doesn't go into specifically, doesn't talk a lot of specifically about lightning network and Bitcoin, but once you listen to this and then you read that book, you'll understand the building blocks for the current financial system. And then this will, this will all make sense, but I'll do my best in 14 minutes or so to, to explain uh, that background. And so the some of the some of the problems with the bitcoin network that that is super relevant but it was intentionally designed this way for bitcoin was bitcoin is 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 very slow at processing transactions typically it takes 10 minutes on average to process a transaction with bitcoin uh and it's uh if it if it gets too many people on the network it becomes like relatively expensive Th- think about it like um you know uh back in the old days when we had dial up internet or internet when it or even today when too many people on the internet on on one system the internet becomes slow that's um that's any you know network um digital network right it happens the same way and it it, it's it, it happens based on the network and how much information can be processed at one time in the network but bitcoin can only process something like seven transactions per second and so people compare this to visa which can which can transact about 1700 transactions per second so bitcoin is not scalable but as i mentioned this is set up on purpose they, they they intentionally made the block size the block size being how much data a block being where the data is stored the transactions are stored they made it small on purpose because uh the uh, they wanted basically anybody to be able to store the bitcoin blockchain um and 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 uh, on their computer on their ASIC hardware computer or just even a regular computer. They, they didn't, they, they wanted anybody to be able to store the whole network on their computer and, and didn't want it to be, um, didn't want to uh, make the block size so big that it had to be, you know, on some super big computer that only a few companies or people can, can, can um, audit the blockchain. So they wanted to keeping the blockchains uh, block size small allowed the system to be more decentralized. More people can audit it. More people can run the software. More people can um, run nodes, which keeps the system and software transparent. Um, um, So small block size helps that. Uh, And proof of work and the difficulty adjustment is what what causes the transaction, uh, you know, speed, why it takes, you know, so long. Um, They don't, if they don't want it to be super easy to, 
mine transactions, which is verifying transactions, because that makes it more open for attack. So think of it this way. Um, think of it like shortcuts. If, if you want to build a home, you can build a home really quickly without really spending a lot of time and money on the, tra- on the foundation. The problem is that home is not going to be a sustainable home on the future, right? A lot of things can like knock the, knock the foundation of the home off and you're going to have a crumbled home in the future. So take spending the time in the beginning, the, the inefficient time in the beginning, it's slow, it's boring to build a strong foundation, gives you a more secure home in the future. And so think of the Bitcoin base layer, it being decentralized and more secure as as the solid foundation for the financial system. And what you really want to compare the Bitcoin network to is our current financial system and and, and not Visa, but you want to compare it to central banks. So, So the Bitcoin protocol, the Bitcoin base layer, is competing against central banks. It's, it's the exact opposite. So the, the, and let's use the Fed. The Fed central bank, 12 people, right? 12 humans vote on the direction of interest rates and money printing. 12 humans. They're not voted in. Like we don't get we don't get it to say on what they can do. 12 humans decide on whether you know the the, the value of our money basically uh, and it affects, it affects the whole world because dollars are used all over the world and it's 12 humans, right? So it's a super centralized process, 12 humans out of 8 billion people that the dollar is basically dependent on. Um, and so that is the epitome of a centralized process because their decisions impact how much we earn our savings, how much we can we need to retire because, right, a lot of retired portfolios have bonds. If bonds are paying less, they can they can uh, take less in income. It affects annuity payouts. It affects pension payouts. When they print more money, it makes the value of our money worth less. And so that's a highly centralized system versus Bitcoin that says, okay, here's the code. There's only going to be 21 million. And if that ever changes, we need 51% of people who run nodes, which are people who run the software on their computer. Um, to agree to devalue their currency, which basically is not not, impo- not going to happen. Like that won't happen. It's, it's impossible. Next to impossible, right? There have to be a really good reason for fifty one percent of the people to say, "Yeah, I want to make the value of my currency worth less." Versus twelve people can decide, "Hey, we need to bail out our homies at these banks or the our homies at these hedge funds." And, and create this rescue package, which is what's happened over and over and over again. But 51% of the people bailing out, uh, you know, a few companies that made bad bets, it's not going to happen, right? Which is the reason why you would probably create uh, or devalue our currency. Um, and so Bitcoin fixes, Bitcoin fixes that. It, it says, hey, instead of having a few people have all the power, let's, let's make it the people, let's put the power of the money in the hands of the people to make changes uh, to value our currency and to verify the system. So all these decisions that the Fed makes behind closed doors, I mean, they, they might give us the notes and the minutes of what happened, but it's not super transparent on how they make decisions. If you can even look at the, you know, they, they, they say they put out information or whatever, but when, when they talk, they talk in code. So um, that's the, that's the, that's Bitcoin. What you also have on the current system built on top of, so, so you have the, the central banks, which basically put money in the banks, which the banks are able to use to lend out and, and facilitate 
the money transfer in our current financial system. And then you also have uh, Visa, MasterCard, American Express, and Discover, right? The four major networks on top of that, that allows us to, um, you know, transfer money between us and vendors, uh, you know, do, do business and settle up the cash later that we, that we keep in our banks. And I won't go into the details of that system, but I want to give you that analogy because once you understand that, you want to compare Lightning Network more to Visa, and so, and I'm going to just pick on Visa, um, but it's similar to Visa, Mastercard, American Express, Discovery. So, the Lightning Network is a is a separate chain built on top of the Bitcoin blockchain. They call it Layer Two. So, it's Layer Two where if um, if you and I set up a Lightning Network channel, then we could transfer money back and forth in an unlimited amount of time between each other. And when it, so when it's time to settle up, we settle up that that money on the blockchain network. So so on the blockchain network, you'll only see uh, two transactions, right? The first transaction to open up the channel and then the last tran- transaction, the second transaction when we close and settle up on our on our money, similar to your credit card, right? We've got a credit card. I spend money throughout the month. And at the end of the month, I pay my credit card bill um, to, set, to settle up. The Lightning Network is the same thing, it's a, but the difference is Lightning, just like Bitcoin, is not owned by a corporation. It's not centralized. Um, it's 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 a block. It's 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 a it's a um, distributed ledger um, that it you know that anybody could do transactions on. But yeah, I mean that's that's, that's basically what it is. It's, it's, it's distributed. It's 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 same same thing that Bitcoin is to the Fed, right? Lightning is. To the second layer, it's not one company. It's distributed. Anybody can get on the network. It's not controlled, and so you, so me and you, whoever you, are, you know, whoever you are who's listening to the podcast right now, we can again say, hey, I want to let's let's use buying a cup of coffee. Right, it's a super small transaction that too expensive and slow to do on the blockchain on the Bitcoin blockchain network, but we can do it on Lightning, and I could, you know. I can let's say I set it up with Starbucks, right? Starbucks and say, "Hey, Philip, I want to. I can accept Bitcoin." I'm like, "Cool." We open up a channel, and then for the month of June, like we can just transact. It, it, it settles instantly. It's basically free, and we can have unlimited transactions, right? They're, they're, the the transactions that can be settled on Lightning is significantly more than can be settled on the Visa network, right? And it's fast. And then at the end of the month. You know, we can settle up on the Bitcoin base layer chain, um, the money that we owe. And and when you get into it, right, there's multi-sig technology, which keeps everybody honest and doesn't allow anybody to um, like cheat the other person by by trying to not settle up or running with the with the with the money in the in the deal. And, and so that's super technical. I won't cover that at the moment. But the other cool part is. You don't actually have to have a connection directly, a lightning channel connection di- directly with the person that you're trying to um, do business with, because the way the network, uh, the lightning network works is it looks for. So let's say, you know, I have a connection with um, with one of your friends, but me and you don't have a connection and you want to pay me. Well, the Lightning Network will look at all the connections and find the most efficient way to deliver those dollars to me on the network. So 
that's that's the other beauty of the network is you don't have to have a direct channel with anybody. And so, again, the best analogy to think about it is Lightning is Visa, but it's not a company. It's distributed. Bitcoin is doing is a decentralized version of central of the central bank. And Lightning Network is a decentralized version of Visa. Right. Um, Lightning Bitcoin's more secure, more transparent, creates uh, the ability for you to have certainty on the scarcity of your money on a Bitcoin layer. Lightning Network is is faster and cheaper than the Visa Network and not centralized, run by the people. And I'm saying Visa. This the same applies to Mastercard, Discovery, uh, Amex. It's it's more efficient. But but once you understand the similarities of the of the decentralized. Bitcoin network, including Lightning, versus the legacy system, the current system we're in, then it begins to make a, a, a lot of a lot more sense. And these are these are themes that when you when you watch and you pay attention to it, it's happening everywhere. So let's go back to Amazon. We got to a world where the big big box retailers would say who and who couldn't get shelf space, and it just destroyed small businesses. And then Amazon came along and put a platform for small businesses to sell everything to everybody. And Shopify uh, is, is helping with that. Um, so you have a more decentralized marketplace where you can now have a small e-commerce business uh, and you don't need Walmart or Target or any of the other companies because you have the internet and you have platforms being built to decentralize the marketplace. Same thing with media. We had a few news channels that told us what what we ought to be thinking about, what we ought to be concerned about 30 years ago. Now with social media, we drive the news. We can care about what we care about. I mean, we, you know, I, I spend time on Twitter, uh, on Bitcoin Twitter and clean energy Twitter. And I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm in my own little world. Like I'm finding out news stories that are more accurate, more relevant than the current media uh, and their centralized system because they can't keep up. They only have a few amount of people. And a lot of times their stories are wrong. If you want to know the, the truth faster, you go through social media. And so now we're decentralizing money. Bitcoin does that. Lightning Network does that. We decentralize transportation. And that's, that's, that trend is beginning. It's going to continue with Uber. All right, first, you had to, to use a taxi if you wanted to do ride sharing. Now anybody can be a taxi through Uber. Same with Airbnb and housing for vacation. Next is transportation. I, I briefly mentioned in a previous episode how the future of, of clean renewable energy is everybody has everybody has solar panels and clean energy or a big part of the population has solar panels and clean energy. And we don't have to rely on utilities to get our power. We have a distributed energy system where we can generate the majority of our power and we can sell power to uh, other people or even businesses that can buy it back off the grid um, that we sell to. Um, to get excess energy. And so that's happening. Like everything, the world is going from a cent centralized power to decentralized power. And if you pay attention to those themes, again, going back to what I mentioned before, five key areas of, uh, of change that I pay attention to, commerce, media, I'm sorry, commerce, money, uh, energy, transportation, healthcare. And then you watch it and you say, okay, the big theme is decentralization. The big theme is networks are the new leverage, right? The big 
the the reason yeah i'm 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 gonna i'm gonna go i'm gonna talk about networks in another podcast because that's a whole different deep dive but i just want to explain like network to you in a simple simple way and that's a simple way there's a lot of technicals that go into it uh and i don't yet have the ability to explain the technicals simply um because i'm still i'm not a super technical guy like i understand it enough when i hear it and read about it to say okay that's how it works but it's it's super technical and it, it, it would be the equivalent of me needing to know you know how rss feeds work and how they're built to do a podcast i don't need to know that i just need to know how to like do the podcast and make it work and so that's this is base. This is the basis of what you need to know for Lightning Network. Oh, one more thing, you you like it's an app I have called Strike. Strike is Strike is the company that uh, helped El Salvador realize they needed to get on a Bitcoin standard. But if you download the Strike app, you'll see it's it's very similar to PayPal or Cash app. Um, and the cool thing is you can send money around the world using Strike, which runs on the Lightning Network. Uh, because Strike runs a Lightning node, and so you don't even have to run Lightning node. You can just deposit money into your Strike app, and then send money around the Lightning network around the world via uh, via Strike for free, fast, instantly. So if you want to send some money some money to your family in um, Nigeria, and there's somebody with a Lightning network there, Strike can send money to them and find it. It's like and and the crazy it's not publicly traded, or I would own it. <laughs> it's privately privately held at the moment. Um, but it is game-changing uh, technology, similar to what WhatsApp did to communications around uh, the world. Strike is doing that for money transmittance around the world. So uh, the revolution is well underway. And until tomorrow, we'll talk then. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.